Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Groovy Podcast. Um, my name is Ken Cousin, podcasting from Marlboro, Connecticut, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, Baruch Sadogurski, podcasting from Sunnyvale, California. And is it sunny in Sunnyvale, California today? It is, it is. Looking out the window, it's pretty, pretty sunny. It's a good day. It's a good Friday. See. Yes, we have I'm, a, I'm a Friday outfit here. Ah, uh, yes, oh, I see. Yep. Uh, we actually are having a pretty good day in Connecticut as well. I don't know how. I don't think it's going to last very long. I think our temperature is going to be skyrocketing. Uh, but I will be traveling soon. I, I don't know about your travel schedule. Usually, you're the one going all over the world. Um, in the next few weeks, I've got OzCon. Are, you're going to be at OzCon, right? No, no. I'm going to be at uh, Google Next. I think that's the name this year. Mm. Uh, and it's pretty much the same dates. Well, I'm only going to be at OzCon for a day. Uh, and it's mostly Android-related stuff with, oh, dare I say, uh, Kotlin. You know? Oh, yes. Yeah. Obviously. But then I go down to UberConf which is the the no fluff big destination event nice and nice, that'll be nice. next week as well in denver and then the following week in, in addition to some other stuff i'm doing then that of course is the big week for great conf in minneapolis the the u.s yep. version of great conf now you're not going to be a great conf right no unfortunately i won't i won't be able to attend this year but um i expect uh, you know a lot of fun great stuff uh, good talks Good drinks, Dan Veloper, <laughs> the usual. Uh, well, I don't know if Dan Veloper's, I, I think he's going to be there, right? I haven't even looked at the calendar. I should look at the schedule to see what's going on there. Uh, that, of course, is at uh, greatconf.us uh, and all that. I did get my uh, speaker stuff straightened out because uh, I had one talk that I was supposed to be giving and it was scheduled for time invalid, which was going to be kind of a hard one to deliver. No, come on. You can do it. <laughs> uh, looks like I'm going to be doing two of them. I've got a, a, a custom ORM mapping talk. You know, ORM mapping is one from the Department of Redundancy Department, you know? Yeah. Object, object relational mapping, mapping. At any rate, so I'm doing a custom ORM mapping in Grails talk, <laughs> so mapping to an existing database. And I've got a functional Java talk, which is actually comparing... Functional features in Java, Groovy, and of course Kotlin. Kotlin, obviously. Yeah, that's what we got expect. That. Yeah, we expect no less from you those yeah, days. Well, I, I did even say in the in the discussion that while the talk will try to be objective, the speaker has an obvious bias in favor of Groovy. So, you know, we'll see. No, nice goes. try, nice try. You think this <laughs> declaration will help you somehow. Okay. But there's a lot of great talks. There are a lot of good people that are gonna be there. I mean, a lot of people we know, you know, I see uh, Colin Harrington, of course, Danny Hyun, and Eric Hegel Helgeson, of course, James Clay, J uh, Jeff, of course, Jeff Brown, you know, of Jeff Scott Brown listed here, of course. He's doing the two-day uh, Micronaut tutorial before the conference starts, as I recall. But yes. he's going to talk about GORM data services. I'm really looking forward to that. And then, again, there's a couple talks on Micronaut. And I believe, uh, oh, Kyle Boone's there. Who else? I'm just scrolling through the oh Paul King is coming up all the way from down under, which yep. would be wonderful. Uh he'll do he'll give his groovy update again. Colin uh, Harrington will be there. Yeah. 
and Steve oh. Pember and and Tucker Pelletier and and Zach, of course, Zach Klein will be there as well doing React and stuff. Kyle Boone is going to be there. Uh, the, the usual yeah. gang, the usual gang. Right, yeah. you know, and and of course, I left out several. Andrew Reitz, of course, writes. I, I, I'm still pronouncing that wrong. I'm sure, after all this time, but uh, he will be there as well. It's it should be a lot of fun. You know, those are our people. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now I, I I'm really bummed I won't be able to go. So this one conflicts with uh, with Google Next, uh, oh. and OSCON conflicts with with something else. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately I will um, I will have to skip. And I'm really bummed because I I've been to the, like I don't remember like four of them in a row. And uh, you know what? I do a lot of conferences in a year. This one is definitely my favorite. Well, my hope is that I'll be able to round up some people who are there and that we'll be able to do a groovy podcast from the conference. Um, it'll depend on scheduling and who's there and when. Um, but I am, my own uh, schedule is, has me flying in like Wednesday after I have a training class and, and then I'll be leaving Saturday morning. So I, I do hope to have some time to. Uh, see who's around. You know, I definitely want to talk to Paul if nobody else. You know, I well, I, I, lots of people, but certainly Paul. Yeah, no, but but Paul, if you remember, we still have to 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 record his answer to the yeah. uh, to the episode with uh, with Guillaume and um, and Cedric that spoke about the gloomy future of Groovy. <laughs> Uh, in the face of no uh, no commuters that want to take on the big challenges and all that, so we definitely want to hear uh, Paul's opinion about it. That's that's very important. Well, I I had an interaction with Paul. Um, I had to. I have been trying to switch to Java 10 these days. Okay, and the way my current system is set up, I use Java 8 frequently inside an IDE, but at the command line, I use Java 10. And that way I get to see the issues that come up. And what I had tried to do is uh, I'd have, I, I'd switched to Groovy 2.5.0 when that came out. That's been a mm -hmm. couple months now. And I couldn't even start a, the Groovy console on 2.5.0. I, I was having all kinds of problems with Groovy in general. And of course it was related to the fact that uh, the Jack's B module is no longer included by default. Uh, it's it's considered part of the Java EE modules now, right. and therefore not part of the standard yep. edition of yep. Java. And while I more or less know how to fix that problem with a Java application, it's not obvious how to fix that with Groovy. You know, mm -hmm. and I was of course trying to run with a Gradle build. Now I have my old intro Groovy repository, the one that started off as the appendix in my Making Java Groovy book, and I've just been adding to and updating over the years, and I couldn't get anything to build in Groovy 2.5 on Java 10. On Java 8, everything ran without a problem. You know, it was just immediately no problem and all the tests ran and everything. But in Java 10, I couldn't fix it. And no matter what I did, Stack Overflow, what have you, I couldn't get it to work. So I contacted Paul, you know, I emailed mm -hmm. him mm -hmm. and um, I wasn't, he was trying to explain to me what the problem was and I didn't quite understand it. And I also was uh, talking to Ben Mushko, you know, mm -hmm. formerly of Gradle, but still very active there. Yep. He gave me a version of a Gradle build file that seemed to work. I didn't, again, it seemed to rely on a lot of internal APIs inside of Gradle, things that I, I don't really know 
and therefore never would have come up with. I mean, I, I did the wrong thing. I spent way too much time on it before asking for help, you know. Uh, but then I, when I went to Paul, he came up with a couple solutions, but he did the best thing of all from my point of view is he said, I'll tell you what, let's make 2.5.1 and we'll take out the Jax B requirement, basically. So he eventually did that and 2.5.1 officially came out, what, yesterday, I think? Uh, I don't think it was this morning. I think it was yesterday. And that's, I do have uh, the link in the, in the show notes to 2.5.1. And when I, uh, I used his workarounds and they allowed me to compile, run all the tests on my, on my intro groovy uh, project. But when I switched to 2.5.1, I was able to take out everything else and just use that as I had before. And, and it worked like a charm. It was great. Now that said, I still can't start a groovy console or a groovy shell on my Mac, unless I set an environment variable to Java ops to add the module back in the java.xml.bind module. If I set that, then I can start up the groovy console, but I get all these errors related to what's it called? MRJ. You're familiar with that? MRJ. No. Are they errors or it, warnings? It's a, it, it's a problem. It's an Apple library. It stands for, where is it? Uh, whoops, sorry about that. Come on, give me a button to push. Yeah, all right. Uh, Apple is, uh, it's an implementation of the Java virtual machine itself, and they've got their own library. So that okay. when I go ahead and try to start up the Groovy console, when I set the Java ops variable, I can see it, but it most of the menu items are gone and there's problems because of that Mac OS runtime thing. And I mean, there is a jar file and I know where it is on my system, but again, I'm not trying to add it to a build file. I'm trying to use an already built executable, the Groovy console. And I haven't been able to figure out how to add it to the class path on this already existing oh you know, version. So again, we got problems. Now I was able to start up the Groovy shell. So that's a good, good news. Now, of course, everything runs on Java 8. It's just, again, still these problems with Java 10. And I think it's an illustration of how few people have actually moved to Java 9 or 10 that I don't seem to find too many answers for this sort of stuff. Uh, I also am not sure whether Paul actually runs on a Mac or not because he would have hit this right away. <laughs> you know, I suspect he uses uh, Windows or something or Linux perhaps. Yeah, so sure. so, and that's that's exactly what what we spoke back then with uh, with Guillaume and uh, mm. uh, and Cedric that uh, we might not pay attention to it now because we the community didn't really adapt the new versions, but as the adoption growth, um, what we have now is not ready. Even if eventually you are in you 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 are capable of doing stuff it's so painful there are so many hacks and workarounds there are so yeah. many errors that you either need to ignore or not to ignore that uh, it should be it should be solved be before we can declare the future of groovy on new java versions safe well, and 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 useful just to highlight some of the frustrations oh by the way mrj stands for mac runtime for java so you know just oh my God. obviously oh, yeah. but whatever but um when i tried to uh when i talked to paul and to ben i kept mentioning you realize that every time you do a groovy build or every time you do a gradle build at, at all on java 9 or 10 you get these horrible illegal access warnings 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the issue that we talked about with them earlier. You know, when is that going to get fixed? And my sense, of course, is that the plan is, is to fix a lot of that stuff or deal with it uh, for, for Groovy 3, you know, which hopefully will be out by the end of the year, but we'll have to see. It depends on the level of funding and the, and the people working on it and, and all of that. Um, so it was, uh, it was frustrating and, and it's still frustrating. I mean, I wasn't able to build at all until they made those changes. Now I can build through Gradle and I can get most of what I need, but, it, but you know, when I try to run the Groovy console, I got to remember, oh yeah, I got to set that environment variable. Now I suspect there'll be a 2.5.2, which will probably fix that pretty soon. Yeah. But yeah, somebody has got to deal with this. Now what surprises me is I don't think the Gradle people have been worrying about this to the level that they really ought to be, you know? I mean, Gradle's in heavy competition with Maven and, and other tools. You would think that that if you run on gra any Gradle build at all, whether it's got a Groovy dependency or not, any Gradle build at all now gives this warning, and you know they would be highly motivated to do something about it. Now again, it's it's not from them; it's from Groovy. You know. Yep. Yep. So you know. But know. Uh, and 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 you know, but 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 the solutions for that from for, from a Gradle team can be different. They might say it only urges us to move away from Groovy faster. Yeah. Now, Paul, of course, has pointed out that the reason you're getting these warnings, the reason that they are uh, getting those illegal access problems as well, is that a lot of the reflection they're doing is for caching purposes, is yes. to speed up Gradle, yes. so that they would wind up having to slow it down considerably if they removed all that. And, uh, and if you remember that one of the one of the solutions that it's it's the default solution that uh, Cedric and and Guillaume mentioned uh, that without the easiest way and uh, probably at the moment looks like the only feasible way will be just removing all 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 this caching. Well, yeah, and, and uh, the other thing I did, by the way, which was also frustrating me during this whole process, is Eclipse released its latest version. Eclipse Photon is out, too. Yep. Uh, Eclipse has been on an annual release schedule practically since the first one. They, they just slip functionality and they maintain the schedule, which I think is wonderful. So I downloaded Eclipse Photon uh, at the end of June. And I tried it on Java projects and it works like a charm. And then I tried it on a Groovy project and things seemed to work until I tried to use the Gradle plugin and that collapses and destroys everything. And I, I just, you know, it's just been hideous. I, I get errors all over the place. And, and I mean, you can't just say, well, nobody's using Eclipse anymore because that's not true. The Groovy support in Eclipse is, is weak to say at, at best, at least somebody's working on it. Mm -hmm. But it's just frustrating, you know, and if I do the Groovy projects and I don't go with the Gradle support, I generally am okay. But who knows? Now, of course, IntelliJ is better and all those things. You know. <laughs> oh, did you notice, by the way, that, uh, what is it, NetBeans, uh, what is it, a million and a half lines of code were released to Apache? So yes. that NetBeans is becoming an Apache project, right? It, 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 it's been accepted a relatively long time ago. I think they're out of incubation now or almost out of incubation now. Yeah, it's a small community, but it's not an insignificant one. I mean, there are a fair number of people using it. Any rate, back to the groovy stuff um, that Paul did actually uh, mention an interview, and you saw this in, on his Twitter feed. Uh, Paul did an interview with the InfoQ people. Yep. 
Right. And it's basically a summary of his discussions about the roadmap. So the interview is called Apache Releases Groovy 2.5 and Preview of 3.0. Yes. And it goes through a lot of those relevant features, you know. Uh, Paul did quote, there's just the one quote that was here from the from the webinar that he did for OCI. The Groovy download numbers still make it the second most popular language on the JVM after Java, and the numbers keep increasing. There were 90 million downloads, et cetera. I know you are highly skeptical of download numbers as any kind of significant metric, but- Especially you know, for Groovy, which is used as a library. Yeah, right. So, but at any rate, there there is a nice summary, a nice discussion of all the things that are in 2.5 and coming up in 3.0 and uh, yeah. certainly worth looking in the in the show notes for that. It's you know, a great interview. Yeah, great did interview. a really good job. Um, he also, by the way, did say apparently that uh, Groovy 3.0 already supports JDK 11, which is a good thing, of course, because JDK 11 will be out in September. And, and sure uh, that's the long-term support version. So yeah, exactly. Uh, we if, if we can kind of disregard uh, um, a nine and ten and say uh, no, or ten and eleven, and just say you know what, let's forget about it. Uh, when version with long-term support is out, we kind of it's expected from Groovy to support it. Yeah, so we'll. I'm sure a lot of these things will be discussed at the at GreatConf. You know, we'll, or I'm certainly will be talking to people there. And I hate to uh, you know bias any listeners on this with my own experience because my experience may not be typical it may be that you know there are plenty of other people who have uh, different experiences with all this but uh, you know i'm the, it does affect me so i bring it up you know just i i think it actually very it's 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 very good that you shared it because uh, first of all it aligns with what we spoke about and the problems that we kind of expect uh, to have so it it actually makes a lot of sense and well, and and you and now your conversation with uh, uh, with Paul at GreatConf, the, the episode of this podcast will have much more uh, essence when you actually know uh, first present what you are talking about. Well, so, and it's not going to be hostile in any way. I mean, it's going to be Paul's still basically a personal hero of mine. So I do want to, you know. mine mine of course too, and it shouldn't be hostile, but it should be very candid in terms of okay we we see problems i saw problems how do we what is the way forward we're really raising the bar here on on groovy 3 i, I my expectations now are very much that groovy 3 is going to solve all my problems and make everything work fine uh, you know? that's great yeah that's exactly what we want so let's hope now okay other stuff going on uh paul th they did mention I didn't put this, I put it in as a note in the show notes that there was an alpha release of Groovy 3.0, you know, as it's alpha 3 now, and there was an alpha release of 2.6 with the comment that that's it for 2.6. I mean, 2.6 was kind of a, a funny idea anyway. For those listeners who are not familiar, the idea behind 2.6 was that it was going to be as many of the 3.0 features as possible without requiring the Java 8 support. The problem is, of course, is that Java 8 is getting to be pretty seriously dated at this point. And, you know, trying to make things work on Java 7 seems like a bit much. And I think they've eventually decided that, now nah, that's all right. We're just, 2.6 is not really going to be a thing. We're going to go directly to 3.0. And, and that's what 
everybody will be expected to adopt. So at any rate, they did release an alpha version. I, I don't tend to play with alpha code, so I didn't look at it. But uh, the fact that 3.0 is, has another release, another alpha release, it's good. Things are in motion there. Okay. Uh, we talked last time about the webinar that Paul King was going to do about the roadmap. And of course, he's giving a talk at, at uh, GreatConf about it. Well, he posted his latest slides on Speaker Deck on that whole thing. So I put those in the, the show notes as well. That was great. Yeah. Now, yep. regarding other stuff, uh, it's been interesting in that there have been some things that we don't normally see that have been contributed. Uh, have you ever used... Yeah, I'm glad, I glad you collected such a the bizarre list of, of, of tools and integrations. That's That makes it a little bit different and, and actually fun. Have you ever heard of Apache Syncope? No, no, I like never heard about this project at all. Yeah, well, uh, Apache Syncope, if you look at it, let's see, where's I have, I have the page open for this thing. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, it's described as an open source system for managing digital identities in enterprise environments implemented in Java EE technology released under the Apache 2 license. But it does identity management, you know, uh, and they discuss all that accounts and digital identities and everything. And the reason I bring it up, I mean, I don't personally know much about it, but the reason I brought it up is that they released a new version and they have specifically added groovy customizations to it. Yep. So yep. you can customize the behavior there. I I don't know much about the product. I don't know how, what the user base is like, but it is an Apache project. It's obviously an active one, and hey, it's got some Groovy support, so good for that. Yeah, and, and I think that the use case of customizations in Groovy, plugins in Groovy, whatever pieces of DSLs in Groovy is is still the most, the, the biggest driver for, for Groovy adoption. Mm. You use something like identity management for enterprise environments with Java EE, and that basically means that you never see or hear everything else except of this uh, niche, uh, probably build with, uh, with Maven and what's not, Never, you will never hear it about Groovy, and here suddenly there is something that you can play with and you can be exposed to. So, so those Groovy additions to tools which have nothing to do with Groovy otherwise are actually very, very good to see. Well, so, uh, yeah, excellent. I'm glad that, I mean, that's a niche that Groovy will always be able to fill, and, and it's good that it's there. Yep. Uh, now, one that's more relevant to normal Groovy coding is uh, CodeNark is still active. And CodeNark, for those who don't use it much, is the code analysis, the static code analysis tool. Uh, it's a CodeNark, well, you know, I went to CodeNark.com, org or whatever got redirected to the old SourceForge page, which shows you how old that thing is. Uh, but yeah, it, it basically lets you specify rules and analyze your code and, and determine uh, what the quality is and, and things you might want to change. Pardon me. And at any rate, they recently released, what was the new version? Uh, 1.2, apparently. Yeah, so that's out as well. And and in a in a period where I mean we don't do podcasts all that often, but still there weren't a whole lot of major releases during that time for us. And I thought I'd certainly mention that because I do yeah, know. Yeah, so it's that. it's good it's good to mention because uh, study code analysis is important, and it's good to know that uh, Codenark is 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 still around and uh, and works. Uh, yeah, their website is. Maven generated uh, yeah, like yeah. HTML 
page served out of SourceForge. Right, right. There's a lot of bad things about them, but they're actually not that bad. Now, another one that was somewhat amusing to me, because again, I, I don't have any experience with it, but hey, it's good to see Groovy being used in places. Have you ever heard of, and this is called Telegru? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Apparently, it, it allows you to write bots in Groovy on uh, Telegram. So they, they, they discuss that the, uh, they have a little fact and everything. Says bots are third-party apps that run inside Telegram. Users can interact with bots by sending them messages, commands, inline requests. You know, all the normal stuff. I was thinking this was some kind of Twitter bot, but apparently it's definitely for this product called Telegram. Have you ever used Telegram before? Yeah, I'm, I'm a very heavy Telegram user. Oh. That's, my, uh, that's my primary messenger those days. And, of course, I use bots a lot and what's not. Um, I had a lot of ideas for actually writing bots for Telegram, but they were all Python and JavaScript and what's not. So I'm kind of, ah, I'm not sure if I want to do it. But now having it and the Groovy library uh, framework, yeah. this is great. I definitely go and give them a try. Okay. It's very, very nice to see. I'm I'm really happy. Well, that sounds very promising. Then good. Okay, I I didn't realize it was basically an IM client. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's good. And another one that was a little unusual, or unusual to me anyway, is somebody basically wrote a little uh, DSL in Groovy. They called it Graph DSL, which is be careful with that one because of course you don't want to confuse it with GraphQL. You know. Yeah. Whole separate thing. But Graph DSL. Uh, is a DSL for creating and traversing actual graphs. And there's a link in there, and I, I saw this link, and they and in the Twitter feed, in the tweet, it actually showed a graph being animated. You could watch the little animation of visualizing the graph. So they have a script that lets you basically walk through it and and traverse the graph breadth first or label and color vertices as you go along uh, pre or post order or whatever you like. And it looked kind of cute, you know. I, it's a, a neat app that I would not otherwise have stumbled across. Yeah, and it is interesting because um, not so long ago, still, I, uh, I, I looked for for a nice DSL for for graphs, and I didn't find anything like hmm. appealing much. And uh, and this one actually looks great because it's Groovy DSL. Yeah, great. So, hey, any more use to to put to that? Be my, you know, enjoy. You know, hopefully that'll be very helpful. Yep. Uh, speaking of of um, graphs, I do have to mention it. It's a little out of order, but um, once two point five point oh came out, as we noticed noted on our last talk, uh, good old Mister Hockey, uh, Hubert A. Klein Icking, became mm -hmm. highly active again. And of course, that's wonderful because he writes short and sweet illustrations of how to use a variety of APIs, and and that's wonderful. Uh, oh, I got to fix a typo in there. But at any rate, the the last four that I noticed, which are the ones that came after the ones I put in the last show notes, uh, he wrote one on unmodifiable collections in Groovy, one on making tuples of up to nine items, one on implementing interface and abstract methods automatically. Some of these things are well known but also one on pre-order and post-order tree traversal. So back to graphs again, you yep, know, yep, yep. using Groovy and all that. So anything that Mr. Hockey writes is good. You know, we definitely want more people to be aware of that as much as possible. And, and you know, I added them to the show notes there. Yeah, this is great. And, and 
as I mentioned last time, it's one of the one of the easiest, uh, one of the mo most approachable ways to learn new stuff about Groovy. Mm. Yeah, so definitely, and and it's always good to to see him uh, contributing, you know, in, in general. So there's there's that. Now the one I skipped here was uh, oh Guillaume Laforge did a, we talked about his blog post in the last podcast I think where mm -hmm. he was discussing machine learning you know mm -hmm. because of course he yep. Google yep. now and of course they're heavily into that but he uh, posted a new blog post called putting a groovy twist on cloud vision and it's basically the same stuff as I can t as I see it but it's right on the Google Cloud platform you know so it'll get a lot of views I'm expecting it's uh, called Google Cloud uh, big data and machine learning blog so right on their main blog it's the he's retitled it as putting a groovy twist on cloud vision and uh, he's just he's listed as the cloud developer advocate and Apache Groovy PMC chair and everything. And again, the, the information is similar to what we saw in the earlier blog post, but I expect it to reach a much larger audience in this particular case. And, and that's got to be a good thing. Oh, obviously, yes. And that's uh, as I mentioned last time, I, I'm really happy that uh, Guillaume, uh, even after he moved to Google, uh, continue to be uh, um, not only Google developer advocate but also a groovy developer advocate uh, and uh, writes a lot of examples in groovy tries to write everything in groovy and and does those activities wh which are not directly I guess part of the of, of his job as Google developer advocate but uh, obviously very appreciated because they um, popularize uh, Groovy among those who might not be able, uh, not know about all this stuff. Right, and even if he's not as active on developing or working on the language directly, you know, Paul seems to have picked up most of the slack on that. Uh, it's still good to see him, you know, playing an advocate's role and, and still finding use cases. You know, to yeah, and and, and his Groovy, um, his his Google position helps amplifying that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I didn't mention it, but um, of course there's been a couple of, of um, groovy calamaris that have come out, you know, from, uh, from good old Sergio uh, Delamo. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And he mentioned one on something called a, an at remember annotation, <laughs> which somebody had written that let's, that says uh, you specify a date in the future when you want to revisit the code, interestingly enough. And after that date, the code will no longer compile, forcing you to reevaluate if the code's still required or for find a more permanent solution. It's like, can you imagine setting a ticking time bomb for your own development? You know, <laughs> oh, this is this is great. This is great. You know, I, I saw, by the way, a, a recommended practice. I don't like using the term best practices because managers totally misinterpret that. They, they hear the word best. And they take it literally. It's, you know, they use it as an alias for don't think, you know, it's like if you do anything other than that, you're not best quote, you know, so I don't use the term best practice. But I heard an interesting recommended practice once that said, mm -hmm. if you want to discourage your users from using an API, then uh, I saw somebody put in a basically a sleep command that had a, an yes. increasing time period so that every time somebody used it after a certain date, it would take longer and longer and longer. To yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I think that was, uh, it was in one of the conference talks. I, uh, yeah. For some reason, I remember it has something to do with Google. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a great idea. 
Now that one's not aimed at yourself though. I mean, that's aimed at everybody else. This remember annotation looks like it's aimed directly at yourself. It's like, hey, you promised you were going to do this, like putting in a little reminder to yourself. But that was funny. Now, of course, they in the in the calamari, they also mentioned a bunch of Microsoft or not Microsoft. Oh boy, I'm off. Am I going to do that? Micronaut related things. Now about Micronaut, uh, from what I understand, of course milestone three i think it is is going to be released probably today yeah i think the the one the last one which is out is milestone two so yeah yeah so i mean according to the twitter feed and comments and of course jeff brown's been crisscrossing the country if not the world uh jeff scott brown officially on twitter but jeff brown has been giving lots and lots of talks at user groups and everywhere about micronaut and and impressing people with what's coming with that um, I personally still am reluctant to get involved in software that hasn't yet been released. I mean, I have mm -hmm. watched him give the talk. I mean, it's very, it's very impressive, you know, and it's very good. And they talk about doing a tiny little app and 10 megs of, of RAM and everything. And I'm like, okay, that's nice, but you know, what's it really do and, and what's really practical. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot of that information at great comp. I don't want to spend a lot of time on our podcast though, talking about software that isn't even out yet. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, I guess all those milestones are not designed to be used in production, you know, for yeah. customer facing uh, product. Uh, it is for what we what we make out of it. We play with it, we learn it, we, we get familiar with it. So once it's out, we will be able to very quickly pick it up and start using it seriously enough. Well, and I'm sure that'll lead to discussions at the conference. Now, of course, in the Calamari, what um, Sergio also reminded us is that Grails is still active and they are still writing those uh, Grails guides. And I put a list of the most recent Grails guides, certainly the ones that have been out since our last uh, podcast. Uh, one is on using Grails on Travis, the CI server there. Uh, one is Grails mock, log mock logging with SLF for J. And one is sending email with Spock and Spring. So that's uh, all useful things. Um, I think that's what I mean, again, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what the use case is going to be for Grails as opposed to Micronaut. And if Micronaut is obviously specifically targeted at microservice type applications, Grails is basically saying, look, you can do a little bit or you can do a lot. We have all these capabilities and plugins and everything available. What if you want to do sending email or running on CI or, or doing mock logging? I mean, they've got all these capabilities built into it. So we'll see. Uh, so at any rate, I want to make sure that was publicized to some degree. Uh, that's inside the, the show notes as well. Now, I think that's pretty much everything I had uh, or everything. Now, our sources of information have gotten somewhat thin lately. I tend to, uh, but at least let me mention one that I that I use a lot that we don't seem to have a link to in here is, of course, the Apache Groovy Twitter feed. You know the yeah. So so it's Apache Groovy Twitter feed and it's right. Groovy Calamari. Those are the main well, ones. Well, Groovy Calamari we've mentioned frequently. The Grails Diary seems to have gone to sleep. I suppose uh, probably not a big surprise. It's hard to maintain those things at a regular pace. But the Apache Groovy Twitter feed we don't tend to mention enough. And and I do want. I'm not sure who manages that. Do you know who manages that? I have no idea, I have to say. I, I bet it's I Andre Salmeri. I, I really don't know. 
I bet it's Andres Almire. I bet he does because he does stuff like that, and you just never know, you know. But maybe not. I don't know. At, at any rate, thought we'd give him a shout out or or give that a shout out. And we mentioned Andres last time because there was a Griffin release, uh, but I don't, I didn't see anything Griffin related in the last couple of weeks, you know, to add to the show notes there. So our again, if our major products that we talk about in the Groovy ecosystem, other than Groovy itself, are Grails and Gradle. And oh, speaking um, of Gradle, of course, uh, Gradle is at uh, 4.8.1 now, and 4.9 is on a milestone. So I would expect 4.9 to come out in the you know next next week or so. You know, uh, I know they just released a, a milestone version, so I maybe a couple of weeks. I, I don't. I'm um, in principle, I could get insider information, and I go out of my way not to do that. <laughs> you know, unless I have a problem, I don't want to violate any confidences or anything like that. So I I ask them questions if I run into problems. But just the very fact that we talked about Gradle related issues on Java. 10 and I have not gone in and said, Hey, you know what? I've got access to their Slack channel. Let me start harassing people. I haven't done that yet either. Um, I don't know who from Gradle is going to be a great comp, but if somebody's there, I'll talk to them. I, I don't think I saw anyone. And well, I didn't see any Gradle related talks. Yeah, me too. Yeah, which that's kind of odd, I suppose. Well, they will definitely be at KotlinConf, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's a pretty telling statement right there are you going to colin conf by the way not that i know about i, I don't think we're planned to to go there at the moment but i think maybe things will change uh, at the moment no yeah i i didn't submit anything because i didn't want to well honestly let me be honest but i didn't have anything to say you know i didn't have anything profound you know i i work with it because i do android stuff so of course i have to deal with it on the android side and of course i will eventually have to deal with the gradle api but again it's a little early for that um but i didn't submit anything and of course they're they're going to sell out it's going to be very hot there uh, one thing I did hear from, though, uh, are you are you going to be at the conference formerly known as Java One? Yes, Oracle yes, Code have, One, uh, as they say now. Yeah, Oracle Code One. Yeah, so I have plenty of talks there. I'll I will be there. Yes. Well, I submitted like I don't know four or five proposals or whatever. I got an acceptance for one, and mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything from the others. So I will so be there. Hmm? Uh, from from what I know, it was like a two-phase submission and acceptances. There was like an early uh, early phase in which uh, a, a limited number of talks, like the top talks on, on each and every track, were accepted. The ones that I, there was clearly the best ones to populate the um, content catalog that was uh, open. Mm. And the second wave of submissions, um, I guess we should uh, hear about any minute now, because uh, we submitted them uh, to the to Oracle uh, about a week ago. Well, I submitted. Um, I mean, I I did the foolish thing, not foolish necessarily, but I the last day before the deadline, I put in like four talks and then of course they extended the deadline a week 
you know, yeah. which I knew they were going to do. I knew it. And of yet course. I put in the, the submissions anyway. So at least I had that done. And I have heard from one. And also this is the first year that I'd be able to go to that Java champion briefing or the Oracle developer champion, yep. Briefing, yep. whatever the heck those are. I, I still am not exactly sure, you know, um, I, okay. Silly question. Since you seem to have some inside info on this, are they ever going to give out the Java Rockstar Awards from last year's conference, or is that a that that I don't know? I remember we asked. I don't remember if we ever, if we, we if we ever uh, heard anything back. Because um, I, I, I got into the habit of kind of hoping for that, you know. And I'm yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I won't worry about it. But I had a couple of really well received talks last year, and I was hoping. So that, from from what I know, the the reason why they didn't do it for a couple of years was because the rating system didn't work. So they <laughs> kind of didn't have the ratings to, you know, to kind of uh, rage. But yeah, no, I I didn't. I didn't hear anything about that. Well, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, it should be weird, though, to see this year where it's not Java anymore, you know, where it's Java plus lots of other stuff. Of course, all the talks I submitted were related to Java and or Groovy, you know, although the one they accepted is the same one I'm doing basically at, at GreatConf, the functional Java with examples from Java, Groovy, and Kotlin, you know, yep. just yep. comparing them all, and, and we'll see what happens. So, of course, that's October. We have plenty of time to talk about that. Yeah. Any, so uh, yeah, we need we need to wrap up because I have a hard stop. Yeah. But is there anything now. else that uh, anything else occurs to you? Anything that we didn't cover? No, I think I think that's 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 a lot. We managed to find a lot of stuff to talk about out of thin thin air. Uh, well, so, then let me give the the shout out again to No Fluff Just Stuff for providing a web page that accesses everything. Uh, we have moved our show notes to the GitHub uh, slash GitHub.com slash Groovy Dash Podcast team. The repos called Groovy Podcast. If I if I remember, I'll put a link to the show notes in the in the discussion when the podcast goes up. Otherwise, I think that's everything. Yeah, I guess that's everything. Let's just check that the web page is up. It is. And uh, the Groovy Podcast show notes are available on GitHub. Okay, here we go. The link that we have on the homepage to the show notes is to the old one. So it won't have today's show notes. Oh, you it. mean the one on... Um on the no fluff page yes i will contact ben and get that taken care yeah of. i think we we it was on our uh, to-do list uh, last time and let's see if we can actually do it now. yeah and of course i'll see him at uberconf next week too so i i'll definitely get go. that straightened out there you go. Uh, very soon so okay. for for the our listeners that actually care and go to the web page <laughs> and then try to navigate to the show notes from there they're not there yeah i gotta fix that okay um then I will not see you at Great Comp, but I will try to do a podcast from there. Yes. So please, uh, please do. Next time you will hear from Ken live from uh, um, from Great Conf, and hopefully we will we will get an interview with uh, with Paul King and a couple of others. Uh, I personally look forward to be the listener on those. So and thank then, you. And then when we do our follow up in August, we can finally use Zoom instead of Google Hangouts. Yeah, or we will. We will use Zoom. Uh, all the stream will remain the same. We will keep still streaming to YouTube. Yeah. So those of our listeners who love to see our faces live 
we'll have the opportunity to do that. I have to run. Okay. Thank you very much, Ken. And no uh, talk to you soon. You take care. Bye. Bye-bye.